Thanks, ladies. Dropping paper. In an effort to uh, be more green, I'm doing this off of my computer. <laughs> so if it feels weird, it's because it, it does feel weird. <laughs> So Shabbat Shalom. Good to see everybody. I want to talk uh, quickly about just a couple of things. Um, the Lord kind of highlighted three verses, and I had them read the passage that, that he highlighted to me this week. And it was this, this Deuteronomy 12 passage, and it's about idolatry. And so um, I just want to kind of get right to it, try to go kind of quick, and we'll go from there. Okay? Sound good? So, um, idolatry is one of the things um, that God tells Israel to guard against, like, the most, right? It's, like, always there, always on the forefront. Guard yourself against idolatry, right? And so, I want to take these three verses that kind of relate to idolatry and relate them to how they, um, they kind of come into to our context as well. Does that sound like a plan? Okay. So, we all know that uh, idolatry brings immorality division, plague, and even foolishness. Idolatry brings destruction and ruin. Therefore, we must destroy idols before they destroy us, right? Okay, so the first verse is this. You are not to do as we do here today, everyone doing as they see fit, or as one translation says, doing what is right in our own eyes, okay? So there's this, there's this beginning of the portion that says there's, there's two ways set before us, a way of blessing and a way of cursing. The way of blessing is, is the way that leads to eternal life. The way of cursing is the way that leads to destruction. The general trend in our culture today when it comes to morality is this. It's self-righteousness. It's independent morality. No accountability self-reliance without ownership of actions, and no consequence. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> in other words, doing what is right in our own eyes. This is not the way of the people of God. The way that is set before us and the way that leads to blessing is a way of, of obedience, and it's a way of utter reliance on God as our Father, as our Savior, as our trustworthy one, right? And as Dallas Willard puts it, if we do this, it leads to total con contentment, joy, and confidence. The next passage I want to relate is this. For you have not yet come to the resting place and the inheritance that Adonai your God is giving you. It's an obvious statement that there's still a lot of work to be done. This is the reality of the now, but the not yet, right? That we are, we're in this place, we're in this time of there's a lot to be done still. We have the reality of the Holy Spirit. We have the working of his spirit within us, but there's still a lot of work to be done, right? The lion hasn't laid down with the lamb. The city of the great king is still divided. There's still a lot of work to be done. The knowledge of God isn't covering the, the, the earth as the, uh, the waters cover the sea, right? So there's just a lot of work to be done. 
So now I kind of want to take the last verse. So I'm trying to build this little bit of a context of morality, people self-defining. There's still a lot of work to be done. And then this, this piece, this last piece. The, the verse that, that, that really stuck out to me was this. You must utterly destroy all the places where the nations have served their gods. There's a place in our context, in our day and age now, that is higher than any other place. That we've built up, that our, our, our culture has built up higher than any other physical high place. It's, it's not a physical place. It's not a, um, an actual high place. It's the place, it's the high place of the self. It's not a new idol, but it's, uh, it seems to be doing the job like a well-oiled machine, right? This self can be an extremely vast concept. But the, the, the reality that I want to speak to, or the, the part of the self that I want to speak to, is that of a, of a false reality or a false narrative. The Lord has been speaking this to us for a few weeks now. But if we base our worth and our acceptance and our identity on performance, or our own abilities, or even our gifts, we're creating a false God that we're serving. We're creating a man-made of self, a man-made God of self. And it goes even deeper than that. If I take the perspective that what happens in my... Sorry, let me, let me start that over. <laughs> it goes even deeper than that. What happens, when our self, what happens when our self-centered, our self-serving, our self-performing perspective turns outwards? It sees other false gods. It sees other people serving, serving their own selves, right? And then we build an even more destructive narrative. Not only am I working to serve the God of self, trying to find acceptance and uh, worth in my own abilities and my own giftings, I'm now seeing somebody else's giftings and abilities, and I'm trying to measure up to that as well. And so we get, and we expand our idol to look like somebody else's idol. So we build this idol that encapsulates our own idolatry, but also someone else's idolatry. And we try to make our idol bigger, better, shinier than the other guys. Right? Let me give a practical example. I'm a worship leader. You guys know that. Let's just pretend that there's a really good other worship leader. And I start looking at him, and I'm like, man, I really wish I, I could sing like that. I could play like that. I could bring the presence of the Lord like that, right? And so then I start to measure my own ability up here by what I see that other worship leader doing. And I start saying, if I didn't do it like that, I failed. Or if I did, oh, I did a really good job. So I build this idol of a false narrative that I have to perform this way in order to be accepted in order to be worth anything. And so I begin to serve this idol and polish this idol and make it what I'm actually serving rather than the God himself. Does that make sense? 
and use myself because I don't want to use anybody else. That would just be kind of rude. <laughs> this is a high place that needs to be utterly destroyed. When I was first thinking about this topic, I had this picture of myself. Again, I'll point to myself since I'm the one up here. I had, the, had this picture of myself, and as I was standing there, I was looking up like I was worshiping something. But what was in front of me was this large rock, like this, right in front of my face, like right here. And so as I look up to worship or to do anything, it's not Yeshua I'm seeing, it's this block that I'm seeing. And on this block is written all of those other things, self, self-worth, acceptance, gained from performance. And then it's also written on it other things like the idolatry of how good do I do compared to so-and-so? How good do I do compared to X, Y, and Z, right? And when I realized what was happening, I stopped, and I cried out to Yeshua. And then he came, and with the fire of his eyes, he destroyed that idol, that block. Utterly destroyed. So then what could I see? I could see him. Right? So, there's a jealous, burning love that comes out of the eyes of Yeshua. And if we cry out for it, if we fix our eyes on Him, He can come and utterly destroy those idols so that we no longer see them, we see Him. This is the warning that that Moses is trying to give the Israelites. This is the warning that I feel like that God is giving us, is that destroy the idols that, are, that you can see, obviously, but also destroy the idol that you can't see, that our culture is so wrapped up in, that I have to make this look good, that I have to perform like the other guy, that I have to make myself worth accepting. So we look to him, we destroy our idols, we allow him to destroy our idols, and let his fiery, jealous love completely destroy that so that there's no separation. Shabbat Shalom. We'll just pray into that. So our Father and our King, you are the only one we want. You are the only God that we want to serve. And so, Lord, we cast down our idols. We say, no, we don't want to serve the knowledge of ourselves. We don't want to serve how we have to perform. We don't want to have to, to look to ourselves, Lord, because this is a self-deprecating, self-destroying idol. We look to you, the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith. And so, Lord, I pray that as we look to you, that you would, that you would come with your eyes like a blazing fire and that you would utterly destroy every idol within us. That we would be people of one God, of one heart, and of one mind. Totally wrapped up in your love. So come and burn away, burn it away, Lord. Come and burn it away. In the name of Yeshua we pray. Amen. Thanks, Sam. It's good. Just had a conversation this week about 